0: You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. Another episode of Here The Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing Omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It's Anthony Lewis here with Aurora. Aurora, how are you doing? Good and you. I'm doing pretty good. It's Back to the Future Day, as we were. It is. This. Yes. And uh, normally this would be I I would I would say a joyous day, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm feeling like not so much, because I I have a feeling the cubs are gonna get swept out of the National League Championship Series. (laughs) Uh, They're already down three games to none against the Mm -hmm. Mets, and I believe Game 4 is tonight, in fact, on uh, Back to the Future Day of all days.
1: Um,
0: It would be amazing if they came back and won the series and then went on to win the World Series. It
1: would be amazing, right?
0: Yeah. The odds are (laughs) not in their favor, though. And uh, I was talking to Jen about this, and she pointed out a, a, a really depressing fact. That after today, uh, or or in a couple of days from now, depending on how long you think, uh, how much time they spent in 2015 and Back to the Future Part 2. Uh, but after this week, everything in Back to the Future, for us, will now have taken place in the past. Yes. Which is sad. Now it's all Back to the Past for everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. Now that we have
0: surpassed that day. Um, yeah. Maybe they it should... Make, it makes me feel old. It me... makes me feel uh, yes. old. <laughs> yes. That when I was a kid, I watched, oh my gosh, 2015. Like, I, And I thought it was hilarious, too. I, I noticed why why the 2015 of Back to the Future 2 was so off. And that's yeah. because they just based it off of the projections of what was happening in the 80s. Like, if we stay on this course fashion-wise, this is what it'll look like in 2015. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you, you can't do that. You can't You can't presume that the fashion statements of today are going to carry over. Right. Um,
1: Although I, I've seen people dress like that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you go to like Austin, Texas, people dress like that in Austin. Yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah, any <laughs> any hipster communities, and they totally wear like the uh, the self tying shoes and the gigantic right. the gigantic jackets with. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I don't think people do that, but there are, I do know a lot of people who wore the puffy uh, the puffy Marty esque jackets. Right. Uh, today. And I saw quite a few posts on my Facebook stream. Uh, and that's why everybody is tuned in to this week's episode of The Walking Dead, which was all about Back to the Future, because that's all why all we're about talking Back to about. the Future, yeah. So much. Uh, or or not. Uh, <laughs> we should talk about this episode, because yes. it was crazy. It was awesome. It was a really great episode. Uh, so let's let's jump right into it. Season 6, mm-hmm. Episode 2 of The Walking Dead, called JSS. Uh, a flashback... Uh, shows Enid surviving a walker attack. Now, Enid, of course, uh, is the kind of the lonery young lady Mm -hmm. uh, in Alexandria that Carl kind of takes a liken to, I believe. And we get a bit of her backstory here. Um, It shows her surviving a walker attack that results in the death of her parents. Uh, And basically it shows her fleeing uh, and surviving on her own. Uh, Mm -hmm. where she has the letters J-S-S carved into her hand, it looks like. And uh, this is when she stumbles across Alexandria.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, In the present, Ron has an argument with Jesse over the death of Pete, with Ron placing the blame on Rick. Maggie tries to help Deanna deal with the loss of Reg. Eugene and Tara meet up with the town's new doctor, Denise, uh, who is not entirely sure of herself. Right. Um, she was just... I believe she she can kind of handle herself in the basic medical practices, but she was training to become a surgeon, but apparently the zombie apocalypse got in the way of that, uh, that future for her. Mm-hmm. She never really finished her training. Uh, Carl slowly becomes jealous of Ron and Enid's relationship. Suddenly, the wolves assault Alexandria, as everybody oh, saw coming, and boy, did they ever. Climbing the walls and killing anybody they came across... In the Mm -hmm. tower, Spencer spots a truck that is approaching the gate and fires on it, killing the driver, inadvertently activating the truck's horn, which then immediately lets you know that this episode, up until this point, was taking place before the end of last week's episode. The whole episode, I guess, in a sense, was a bit of a flashback. We were seeing the events that led to the horn. Um. So, yeah, that is what attracted the walkers' attention at the end of the first episode um, last week. Having been told by Rick to return to the town earlier, Morgan returns to Alexandria and joins up with Carol, who tells them that they need to reach the armory before the wolves do. Uh, Carol rescues Ron from a wolf and offers him safety in his house, but Ron refuses like a petulant child and leaves on his own. Yet why he would do this in this situation is beyond me. But I don't know. In her house, uh, in her house, Jesse has to kill a wolf in self-defense, and boy, does she ever! Uh, uh, Morgan rescues Gabriel, and uh, this sentence really does not do it justice because the sentence here just says Carol secures the armory and begins distributing guns to survivors yeah no. we'll talk we'll talk about we'll talk about what encompasses the term securing the armory right. and what that means for Carol mm-hmm. uh, as the Alexandrians begin fighting back. Morgan encounters a member of the wolves that he had previously encountered and convinces him to retreat, pointing out how the Alexandrians have guns and the wolves do not. Mm-hmm. Aaron finds uh uh, Aaron finds his pack on one of the wolf's corpses and realizes that the wolves found Alexandria because of him. Yeah. With the wolf attack repelled, the surviving Alexandrians start to clean up the damage. Um. All right. So I, I should I should point out the one of the one of my favorite things that I saw following this episode was uh the uh, the cover of the new Assassin's Creed game, but they put Carol on it instead <laughs> uh because she yeah. was that de- it was definitely a carol's creed in this uh in this episode oh yes. she she put on wolf's clothing she mm-hmm. took some blood from a wolf and used it to paint a w on her forehead to kind of mm-hmm. mask her uh identity a little bit and then yep. basically she killed a whole bunch of people i i saw yep. I saw people on Twitter saying, like, they should have put a kill counter on the bottom of the screen every time Carol because oh yes. that's how many people she just Yeah she, ran through. She
1: was, oh my god, it was insane.
0: Without hesitation. No. She went full bore. Yeah. Um Aurora, give me your thoughts on uh on JSS. And I guess we should also mention, uh it's not mentioned here in the uh the paragraph, but uh near the end of the episode, Carl goes looking for Enid and does not mm-hmm. find her. But only finds a piece of paper that reveals what JSS stands for, which is apparently Enid's creed. That
1: mm-hmm. means
0: just survive somehow, right? Uh, which I, I guess is the creed that she she lived by. But tell us, uh, tell me what you thought about uh, JSS. Wow! Holy crap! <laughs> I know, right?
1: <laughs> this episode. I mean, I I have a couple of episodes in the history of The Walking Dead that are my absolute favorites. Yeah. And this one is on top. Like, mm-hmm. the, it was so tense. I was like, I, I didn't want it to end. Yeah. Like, I, I felt like I needed, like, a half hour
0: more just to calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you needed, like, something to bring you down a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Too yes. tense. It was very tense.
1: It was. And it was such, a, it, it was a, developed in a way that it was so amazing. Like, you thought it when it, the, the show started, they were all, like, um, you know, being in Alexandria, and it seemed like it was gonna be like a slow episode. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, that guy comes with that. It was like a machete.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's all they had. The wolves only had knives. And
1: oh my gosh! And it was it was like boom! Like okay, so this is not that type of episode.
0: No, this is not <laughs> the episode where this. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is not the episode where Denise paints her fence and. Yeah. Uh, Carl helps put a wheel back on a bicycle. It was definitely not that episode for sure.
1: Yes. But Carol for me, I mean, I, I have a, a deep love towards Daryl.
0: Yes. Yeah. I've noticed. <laughs> if you follow Aurora, if you follow her uh, at Aurora Bubaloo on Instagram, you'll notice she, she likes Daryl Dixon a little bit. A lot. Yeah. Oh, uh, see, I was trying to be, I was trying to be. <laughs> I was trying to be I was trying to be kind to your husband. I was just a little bit and you're like, No, no it's a lot. No, he
1: knows. He <laughs> knows.
0: <laughs> that's like the uh that's like the if if Daryl Dixon ever came to our ho like our home asking asking me to marry him, like that's the guy that your husband would be like, Okay, if that ever happens, go ahead, you can leave.
1: I warned uh, him I met um Norman Reed is uh, Wizard World Chicago. Yes. And my husband knew that I was going to meet him. And I, and I said before I met him, I was like, if I leave you today, don't be surprised.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's only <laughs> one day where it's possible. And today's that day. I want you to know that today is the day. So,
1: <laughs> But after this episode, I think Carol is my favorite character.
0: Yeah. She was, wow. She, she was amazing. Uh, uh, I, I think... I think this is to me. I think this. I don't know. Maybe you'll say this backs up your viewpoint, but I think this—the way she responded in this episode—backs up where, where I was coming at her character. Is she was she wasn't trying to pretend that she wasn't this uh, brutal, uh, you know, ultimate survivor type person. I feel like when she got to Alexandria, she finally saw that as a chance to. Sort of return to normal. I mean, maybe she's you know she can never return to normal, but I saw it as yeah. her trying. Like she wanted yeah. to just be the, the sweet next door neighbor who bakes her friends' cookies like she used to do before all of this happened. Um and uh the with the wolves attacking that was like, Well, I can't be that person. I've gotta be I've gotta be the don't look at the you know, stare at the flowers, Carol right, and, you know who it had to be uh, it was uh it was crazy, uh, she was great, and yeah, more of that uh, I don't know if we're gonna get more of it, but I, I would be for more I don't know uh any anything else from the episode that that stood out to you that you enjoyed
1: um i just I just loved the the way that everything happened, um, I loved how the horn was revealed,
0: yeah, um the What's wasn't it to... was it a walker that they had like chained to the inside of the truck?
1: Yes, which makes me wonder because you know that uh they had in previous episodes those traps where they have like this the walkers inside the trucks. Yes. And I thought it was that they were sending that truck and the truck is full of walkers.
0: Yeah, I mean that would have made sense. Here's one thing though that I that I don't quite get uh is with a walker strapped to the truck. Mhm. I would imagine that it would eventually crash and like they certainly played it like there was a human driving the truck and he was shot. Right. From the tower and then he crashed and that set off the horn. But it was revealed to be a walker that was chained from the inside the whole time. Uh we we learned something. Uh walkers apparently are surprisingly decent drivers. Because <laughs> he was doing okay. They're evolving. Up until he was shot in the head. And then he crashed, yeah, he was keeping it steady and Yeah. Yeah, you figured he would have tried to eat the steering wheel or something, but no, apparently he was <laughs> I guess his hands were ten and two and he was looking at his he was looking at his rearview mirror and, and everything and just obeying traffic laws even though there aren't police anymore and he was just driving surprisingly well up until he was shot. Uh, yes. that is a bit weird. I mean, I know they're trying to kind of save that as a as a has a bit of a reveal but uh let's talk about the the most shocking thing in this episode uh which is enid killing and eating a turtle Uh, (laughs) so much gore and death on this show yet the thing that made me the most sad was her eating it was uh eating a a defenseless turtle Mm -hmm. uh that poor turtle uh I think even on Talking Dead, they kind of put it in the In Memoriam section as well.
1: They did. They did. A poor guy. Yes. Uh, yes, he,
0: was, I, he was brutal. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, God, that was. that's horrible. The poor turtle. I, I, how many turtles? That's like the only turtle I have seen on this show. Well, <laughs> I know she just killed and ate the last turtle. Yeah, the, that was, Yeah, that's true. I haven't seen any other, you barely see animals on this show. That's and I mean that's probably the reason is survivors have to kill and eat any animals they find, but Yeah,
1: and yeah, every time we see an animal, they eat it. <sighs> that's the fate of every animal we see in this show.
0: Right, they don't they don't last particularly long. No. Uh which is a shame. Uh, luckily for you, I guess it wasn't a dog. I know there's a lot of people that would not be able to handle it if there were, uh, if if there were dogs. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, yeah, I, uh, I like this episode a lot too. Obviously the Carol stuff was great. Let's talk about Morgan because Morgan was also great. Mm -hmm. Morgan is, I'm trying to think of, um a character to relate him to. I'm trying to think, because there's definitely some characters in the past and other uh, genre stuff that don't like guns.
1: Um, um, I have one in mind, but...
0: <laughs> oh, no, like, go ahead. Steven Seagal. <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> He doesn't need guns, though. His guns are his left and his right arm. Of course, so... <laughs>
1: Batman?
0: man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I, I was just <laughs> thinking, he, he didn't want to use guns. Mm-hmm. He had a he had his staff, and between Crazy Morgan and now Sane Morgan, yeah. he must have went to that mountain where Rachel Ghoul trained Bruce Wayne <laughs> because he had crazy skills. Like he was taking out four and five people with just a wooden stick. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was awesome as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that shot of Morgan and Carol, kind of like two ends of like the badass universe of like there's they sandwich the team in badassery but one does it with a stick and one does it with guns and that shot of them at the end where they kind of just you know cross each other's paths as they're going in different directions Mm -hmm. and they kind of just give each other this look like you know afternoon you'd see at dinner late that sort of thing what what a great ending to that episode awesome yeah um yeah, this was a great show.
1: But you see the contrast between both of them because if it was Carol that had to face those uh five wolves, they would be they would be dead.
0: Yeah, they would be dead, yeah. Morgan uh, Morgan got them to leave.
1: Yeah, which I think was a mistake. I think that's gonna come back.
0: Probably. Yeah. Um I think Morgan is still holding on to like the we shouldn't kill alive humans
1: mm-hmm. as there's
0: gonna be so few of us left, but uh it's pretty clear the wolves are uh either they're they're nuts or they're in a cult like situation. Uh clearly wolves Yeah,
1: I was wondering why they they didn't have guns.
0: Yeah, they had like no guns. No. It was all uh machetes and mm-hmm. and knives and, and things of that nature. Um which is weird considering how many guns Alexandria had. Right. It, it me right. I mean maybe maybe they've cornered the market on guns and Alexandria has all of the guns and that sort of filter, <laughs> yes. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I I don't know. Uh it certainly made it lopsided. Mm-hmm. It felt it felt lopsided to me, but I don't know. It it was a really good episode. It was great. Uh really solid. It by the way, ratings wise, the show did drop again. Really? Pretty significantly this time. Uh oh, yeah, the season premiere we talked about last week. Did about fourteen point six million, which is again a ton. Mm-hmm. And again, the show did a ton of viewers, but it only did twelve point one, down from fourteen point six. So it it did drop quite a bit, which is surprising. I'm, I'm wondering if there is like a like just a really big core hardcore audience of the show that mm-hmm. is sticking through the show no matter what. And I'm wondering if there's Just, you know, uh, a population of casual viewers and they're they're just wearing thin on the show, which is a shame because as uh, even though Aaron's not here with us, I talking to him about this episode, Mm -hmm. he doesn't he doesn't know how they're going to do a season finale. At this point, because he's right. like, this episode was so strong. What are they mm-hmm. going to do for a season finale? Like, you yeah. can only one can only imagine.
1: They're probably going to kill off someone very, very important. Yeah, that's
0: like. that's usually how they handle it, isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, with a, a big character uh, going away. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's
1: another thing that's great about this episode is that all the main characters weren't there.
0: Yeah, this was done without Rick.
1: Without Rick, Michonne, Daryl, they weren't there. They, it was yeah. all secondary characters, and it was amazing.
0: Yeah, I'll, although some people would argue that Carol's not...
1: Carol, yeah, Carol is kind of like a main but, character.
0: Yeah. But she's been acting like a secondary character right. since they got to Alexandria. So, right. um, you know, And that was a lot of the discussion on uh, Hardwick's show afterwards as well, is mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. at the beginning it felt very much like it was going to be... Uh, you know now you get to find out what uh, all the non important people are doing right uh while the And zo- I
1: thought I thought that what, what was going to happen because I didn't know in the beginning that it was um happening at the same time as they were leading the horde of zombies um I thought that the, it was just going to be like a slow um episode at the beginning and then at the end the, the walkers were going to show up yeah um that's what I thought was, that was the plan but mm-hmm. apparently not <laughs>
0: Did you? uh, No. Uh, Did you see? Did you? I I presume you watched all of Talking Dead. Yes. uh, (laughs) Afterwards, which, by the way, was an amazing lineup. It was. It was. They they had the actress who's, I feel bad for not remembering her name right now, but who played Enid. Mm -hmm. Um, And she had some great insight into her character. Yeah. Uh, And the rest of the panel was Kevin Smith and Paul Mm -hmm. Bettany.
1: Yes, it was awesome.
0: Which (laughs) was great. And. They had Paul Bettany cracking up so many times. Uh, to me, the highlight of that, by the way, was uh, Chris Hardwick just without without any choice <laughs> feeding Paul Bettany this line that he has to say. Oh my God! Yes. In the voice of Jarvis to Tony Stark, who is apparently somehow in the world of The Walking Dead. Yes. Something about something about Mr. Stark having to kill some walkers with like his yeah
1: master. on each side of yeah something like that yeah.
0: And he did it because he's yes. he's, a, he's a sport. <laughs> Uh and he was great. And uh um I believe Kevin Smith referred to this episode as uh, essentially I think a never ending blowjob, I think is essentially what he referred <laughs> yes, that's
1: the to this episode
0: as, yeah. He's <laughs> like this is an, he's yeah, he said this episode was like uh it was like a blowjob, but after the orgasm the the blowjob did not that's stop. Yeah. yeah. It was not finished. <laughs> like it just kept going. And yes. and then basically his Basically, his acting of what that scenario would look like was pretty much how <laughs> I acted most of the episode. Actually, with just my hands up in the air, going like "wah," yeah, yeah. Um, it was crazy. I was yeah, I blinked, and all of a sudden, Carol was killing everyone. Yeah, like I I don't know what happened. I was just like, oh. "What?" what? Uh, and it was you you have to see it because it was it was total. You know, look at the pretty flowers, Carol. Like she. Yeah. There was that uh the guy that Morgan had knocked out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are we gonna do with him? And then Carol just walks up and shoots him right in the head. Yep. Yep. With no words. And she's no like words. we gotta we gotta get to the armory and mm-hmm. secure that. Um
1: yeah, it was so awesome that I was thinking about my Halloween costume and I'm I'm gonna be Carol
0: dressed as the wolves. Carol. That's it. It's <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> do that, yes. Yes
1: please. I mean, uh, it's easy, right? I just have to cover and then put a, like a W with red paint. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> that's all, That's awesome.
1: I just have to make sure I'm surrounded by Walking Dead fans, because if not,
0: nobody, nobody's going to know who me. I am. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's not a very high-tech looking outfit she wore. Was, right. She wrapped her face up in a ragged mm-hmm. clothing and... Um. It was it was pretty spectacular. Yeah. Um, a score then, Aurora, for JSS. What would you give this episode?
1: Oh, I'm going to give it a five.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> don't blame you at all. I'm giving this episode a five as well. Perfection. Yeah. This is what we want when you watch this show. hmm And they gave it to you, and as you pointed out, they gave it to you without even... We didn't need Rick. No. Or Stone, or Daryl, or... Yeah. Or we, even
1: walkers. Like, we, what? Yeah. How many walkers were
0: there? Like, two? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we didn't even need Glenn for goodness' sakes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and even Eugene had a great little moment when, yeah. uh, 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 like, a, like a seriously great moment with Denise, where there was somebody who was dying and she needed to do some sort of uh, surgical thing, and she had no confidence in herself, and he was like, "Look, you don't want to be that person."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, because he knows from yeah. Uh, personal experience, uh, yeah, just a a solid episode, yeah, from beginning to end. Kudos to Jennifer Lynch who directed the episode, yeah. Uh, Seth Hoffman, I believe, is the writer of this episode. So kudos to those, kudos to those ladies and gentlemen for putting together a, a really great episode.
1: Yeah. And we have something to look forward to because we had this attack, but the walkers are still not there. They're coming. Yes. So. Yes will be interesting uh, to see when that happens.
0: Right. And next week, it looks like we're going to get a little bit of that. It looks yes. like. as we're going to... There's still... A, a, one would presume that there's still a whole bunch of walkers following Daryl and his motorcycle. Right. Uh, but there's a whole bunch of others that are that have splintered off and are heading back towards Alexandria. So mm-hmm. it'll be curious to see what happens. Um, and we'll talk about it next week. Aurora and I will be back, maybe with Aaron. Uh, hopefully with Aaron. To talk Season 6, Episode 3 of The Walking Dead... Called Thank You. Hi. It's Ben, the cinema geekly voiceover guy. They asked me to do a new voiceover for Halloween. Of course, I'm from England, where Halloween is called the Festival of Dingalofty. We have fine traditions of giving children small lanterns made of turnips to throw at passing deer. And if they hit one, they're allowed to go to bed without being beaten with bay tree branches. We adults then stay up all night putting sharp detritus from around the house into shiny sweetie wrappers to stop the ghosts and ghouls from using them as hair adornments. So, it's pretty similar to your door knocking and throwing X bullshit, really. So, take care and have a thoroughly terrifying ding-a-lofty. And then look up how we celebrate the 5th of November and why burning effigies are so festive.